Welcome to the OFR Farm Report, your look at the Atlanta Braves minor league system brought to you by OutfieldFlyRule.com, hosted by Andy Harris and Matt Kritzberg. Hey everybody, welcome to the OFR Farm Report podcast. With me as always, my co-host Matt Kritzberg. Hey Matt, how you doing? We're doing this two weeks in a row. We're on a streak. Yeah, we uh, were so excited that we actually got a uh, Braves minor league league champion. That's how exciting things are. Probably the only one we'll get this year. So uh, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think anybody is anybody else even close to a playoff spot. Rome's the only one that has a chance. Uh, I think Mississippi and Gwinnett are officially mathematically eliminated. Yeah, if, they, if they're not eliminated, they're awfully close. Mm. Uh, the tragic number for Augusta is one. So with two weeks left, they could still make the playoffs if they win every one of their games and Charleston loses all their other, all of their games and everyone in between those two teams also lose all their games. And I'm sure somebody's playing somebody else in there to kind of <laughs> make all that point moot, but uh, you just got to believe baby. Yeah. Rome has a extreme outside chance, like maybe a 2% chance, right? But we'll we'll talk about that stuff, but before we get into the championship series talks, let's um there was an exciting bit of news today uh as as we were hoping for last week, if you listen to our our podcast last week, we were openly calling for Darius Vines to be promoted to Atlanta to make his major league debut and what did the Braves do today? As the prophecy foretold. Well, we're moving on. Unfortunately, it looks like he may be making his major league debut in Denver. Yeah, I mean, the Braves have a need. They have to get a starter this week. I mean, they wanted to push back Strider and uh, Freed to be able well, Strider from uh, Colorado to start in L.A. against the Dodgers. They technically could have started Strider on Wednesday in Colorado, but then that would put Vines or somebody else start making, or if it was Vines, for instance, he'd be making his debut in Dodger Stadium against uh, their top rival. So neither scenario is particularly great, but Colorado is probably less of a a imposing task, at least right now. Yeah. Now vines now, obviously the curveball is going to be maybe off the table or at least um, used a lot less than he usually does. But vines does have a full repertoire of pitches, Uh, pretty good fastball gets in the mid to upper nineties, has a solid changeup, which you know that plays well pretty much anywhere. The curveball and the slider, though, that's going to be um, that's going to be a little tricky for him. But regardless of what happens, it looks like he's going to be a major league pitcher. Yeah, I mean, I, and if for some reason things go wrong, people shouldn't get discouraged by this. Obviously, number one, it's Colorado. And number two, I mean, he's he's gotten limited time in this season with the uh, shoulder injury he had early on. And this is, this is going to be a great moment for him. And no matter what the outcome, I think he'll be a solid, uh, definitely in the mix next season to be one of those back end starters. Yeah. So at the very least, and I think we talked about this last time too, you talked about next season 
I could see him maybe if he impresses enough, maybe getting a postseason spot as a reliever. I mean, they always need guys to carry bulk innings. Yeah, and they're, I mean, they've got guys right now that are kind of waiting for a spot, but you don't know what's happening with them. Like Dylan Lee, for instance, he hasn't pitched in over a week. I think he had a, a bull, bullpen session with the big club, but you don't know how he's going to be. We've really heard not much of anything else out of uh, Nick Anderson and Jesse Chavez for a while, so uh, you never know. I mean, there could be a spot there. One or two dominoes fall, and all of a sudden there's Darius Vines that could be there and waiting on you. Heck, he could get a World Series start. We've seen weirder things happen. Yes, we have. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we go down into the minors? Nope, that's the big news. All right. Well, let's um, go then and talk about these uh, FCL Braves. Well, they made the playoffs. We talked before, before that uh, they were likely to make the playoffs. Uh, they, As it turns out, they had already made the playoffs. They were guaranteed a uh, wild card spot. They lost their final game of the regular season, so they went in as a wild card. They had a one-game play-in uh, semifinal against the Mets and um, won that game uh, by a score of 7-1. to one. So... Uh, much like the big league club, they were pretty much taking it to the New York teams this past week. Um, they uh, they uh, swept the Yankees in a best of three series, um, two games to none. And what I liked about this series, at least from what we can tell from reports and the box scores and whatnot, is the guys who really carry the team were the prospects that you want to do well. Yeah, I noticed uh, a lot of names on this list are guys you're going to be hearing about over the next couple of years as they move up levels. Guys like Isaiah Drake, I mean, uh, Douglas Glode, Diego Benitez. I mean, guys, you like I said, guys who are already in the top 30 and could be looking to move up the ladder fairly quickly. Right. And, it, there, and some of them are guys that haven't had great seasons, but it's it's nice that they're finishing strong and then now they have this this experience that they can hang their hats on, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's kind of like uh, what happened with Mississippi a couple years ago when they won the uh, uh, 2021 um, Southern League Championship. I mean, some of those you, some of those guys use that kind of as a launching pad to go on to bigger and better things, and I bet there's going to be some guys in here that do it too. In fact, some of them could be promoted as early as Tuesday when uh, Augusta starts playing again. Right, with Augusta now essentially, as we said, you know, out of the – contention it seems like a good time to maybe give some of some of the players that may be part of that team next year um kind of a, a taste of it um so i would not ex- not be surprised to see maybe three or four guys come up they've already started making a little bit of room um uh infielder jose deon and uh reliever esterling rodriguez were released today so that's two spots that they already have to fill. Um, other ones might be filled by promotion uh, or more releases to come, I suppose. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see which players get called up. I don't know about, about making possible predictions, but I'd like to see uh, Isaiah Drake get a bit of a shot. He got off to a real slow start in the FCL, but I mean, he absolutely turned it on there at the end. I mean, I know he's just barely out of high school, but with only two weeks left in Augusta season, only 12 games left. It'd be nice to, for guys like him and some others to at least get their feet wet in full season ball. Yeah. And one, um, one player that did not have a 
play a big part in the um, in the playoffs is the Braves' third round pick, Sabin Sabeos. He apparently has been dealing with a foot injury, and he did play a little bit in that play-in game against the Mets, uh, but did not play again against the Yankees. So he may not be up to full speed, uh, and unfortunately, he's only been able to get into five games. He's looked great in those five games. He's uh, you know four for fifteen on his pro career so far, and I'm sure the Braves would love to get him some more playing time if he is physically healthy enough to do it. And I just mentioned him because of uh, DeLone's uh, release. He was a third baseman slash first baseman. So Sabayos would fit that, um, at least positionally. Yeah, and it's it's also going to be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, there's going to be some guys moving up. And then um, we talked. you just talked about how they kind of cleared the decks at Augusta, making a little bit of room, and I'm sure they'll make some more room. And then we'll see if there's any promotions beyond that, because I have a feeling there's going to be a significant number of promotions this week. Uh, all up and down the organization. Just just out of curiosity, who are you thinking? I mean, like I would say, like David McCabe, uh, up, up possibly from Rome to Mississippi. Uh, I kind of wonder if they would move Drake Baldwin. I know it's kind of late in the season to move a catcher along, but uh, especially after, I mean, he's performed very well recently, and especially I had to put the uh, Sally Player of the Week this week. Guys like that, I think, and, and plus there, there's guys at Mississippi who uh, are ready for uh, basically ready for promotions. I mean, Luke Waddell is deserving of a chance there. Cody Milligan, uh, Jesse Franklin's played well, but unfortunately they're probably kind of locked in, especially with uh, so many guys getting spent down from Atlanta. Like Vaughn Grissom just got sent down today, so that kind of like eliminates the possibility of Waddell or anybody else in the middle infield being able to get promoted. But uh, hopefully they'll kind of clear out some space at those levels as well. Yeah, we'll see about that. I, the the name I, I was wondering if you're going to bring up is Hurston Waldrop. Um, oh yeah, I kind of wonder if uh, he and um, Kyle Wright might kind of do a tandem. Just <laughs> 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 just just hitch a ride, <laughs> go to Mississippi together because uh, I figure that's probably. I mean, obviously after the rehab outing Kyle Wright had for Rome this week, he's not going to be making a second one for the Rome level. If anything, uh, Mississippi, or if he just skips Mississippi and goes straight to Gwinnett to make his next start, but. Uh, yeah, Waldrip, uh, whew, that was a quite a start. Was it four and two-thirds innings and ten strikeouts? Yeah, yeah, he's and, – And no walks. And, we, and, <laughs> and no walks. We, you know, and we always say the Braves aren't afraid to push people until, until basically the competition says they need to stop, right? Nothing about high A right now is saying that Hurston Waldrip is finished there, right? I know we – Last last uh, week we said, eh, he probably he, he might get a, a taste of Mississippi by the end of the season." Um, I really think it it might be this week. Yeah, I think they're following the AJ Smith Schaffer blueprint from earlier this season, where we thought they would hold him up at certain levels, and it's like, nope, one start, move him on. <laughs> it's kind of because I think he got two appearances for Mississippi, and they just kind of just kept pushing him up the ladder until he proved otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> which they didn't because he finally got to Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, this will be an interesting week as far as promotions go for certain. Um, uh, I, I'm hoping that they'll they'll give a couple of, a lot of these guys because uh, right now, let's face it, Augusta doesn't have much going on right now, so it can't hurt to see some of these FCO guys. Uh, and it'd be quite frankly, it'd be a nice reward for them for coming in, coming out strong here and uh, giving what's likely the only bit of hardware for. Uh, for the Braves minor league system this year. 
Yeah, and, and some of it could probably use the extended amount of work anyway. And like I said, there's there's only two weeks in the season anyway. But hey, get them an extra ten games and but, but thirty to forty plate appearances, and that'll get them nice little head start for the guys who are going to start at Augusta next season. Yep. Now there is a uh, more comprehensive recap of the uh, FCL Braves playoff run on the website at, on the Farm Report at. Uh, outfieldflyrule.com. Uh, I won't go into the nitty gritty here of the podcast. It's all there for you. If you, if you guys want to read it, it's pretty fun reading. So, uh, so uh, please check it out. Jackets drop four of six, pretty much ending any rem- remaining fledgling uh, playoff hopes. Uh, it was against the f- uh, first place River Dogs at home. Uh, they are now twenty three and thirty one in the second half, and overall they're fifty four and sixty five. So, um, uh, an unfortunate season for Augusta this this year. Unfortunately, Matt, it just seemed like whenever they did get a a star performer kind of going they immediately went up to Rome. Yeah, and it's not just that. They would do it in chunks, too. I mean, it wasn't just one player. I mean, those might say two or three players at the time up to Rome. And uh, I mean, look at the Rome rotation right now. It's very, very loaded, but that's because they took them all from Augusta. Oh, I was just thinking, you know, the uh, they could they could literally run the Augusta rotation, which was really good earlier on from like May, right? They could do... De Grand Prix on Tuesday and then Giancarlo Slora on Wednesday, you know, and then uh, Bautista on Thursday, Schwellenbach on Thursday and uh, Murphy on Friday, Bautista on Saturday and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, so speaking of chunks, uh, two players that did move up this past week, uh, Owen Murphy and Giancarlo Slora uh, went up to Rome. So that's two more pieces of that rotation that is gone from Augusta. Though Laura did a uh, had a very nice parting present for Augusta, he uh, threw six innings, only only allowed one hit, no runs, struck out nine, and uh, was pretty much immediately promoted after that. So that is, I believe, seventeen uh, consecutive scoreless innings for Giancarlo Laura, uh, who may be making some appearances on some prospect lists here before too long. Yeah, because I mean, he he's had a solid season all along, but it seems like over the last month or so, things have absolutely just clicked into place for him. And I mean, with those kind of numbers, you can't ignore him any longer. And he's going to be moving up pretty quickly. And I mean, if you see the kinds of names that are showing up in the back end of the top thirty list, there's no reason that Laura couldn't replace a few of those guys and move up in a pretty big hurry. Yeah, it, and he's um, he's really filled out. Like uh, maybe it's being in America and getting, you know, American cheeseburgers or whatever, but just over the course of the season, he's filled out. He looks stronger now than he did at the beginning of the season, which is really kind of weird. <laughs> you don't see that in baseball players very much, right? Usually it's a grind, but he seems like he's kind of hulked up um, as, as he's gone. And um, the fastball, he still throws it in the high nineties and the slider, he's able to command a lot better now than he could earlier in the year. So I think he'll, he'll be in, he'll be in some uh, prospect lists. Um, some other newer members of the rotation did pretty good this week. Uh, Riley Frey and Lucas Braun, both two um, draft 
uh, draft picks this past uh, draft. Uh, they had uh, excellent outings. Unfortunately, the offense for Augusta is absolutely in the ditch right now. Uh, really, the only guy that had a really great week last week was Ambiorz Tavares, who went eight for 19, um, and then including a four for four night he had uh, in during Laura's start. And he stole three bases that night, too. Weirdly, um, his other four stolen base attempts, he, were, he was caught stealing on the week. So <laughs> um, he was three for four on stolen bases on the week, which is awful. But all three of the successful ones were in one game. Um, Tavares is an interesting guy. Uh, defensively, he's, you know, maybe the already, he may be the top defensive shortstop in the system right now. He he's I mean even even that he's got some rough parts a little bit with that but just pure natural talent um, he seems to have really settled in for at shortstop and he obviously he's still only nineteen he could fill out and grow out of the position like some people think he will but right now he's really handling the position well but um, just offensively just hasn't really clicked all year and obviously this was a good week for him but I think it raised his average back over 200 for the season. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not sure this is going to be a, an interesting assignment as far as, again, prospect lists as, as we go. Yeah, and I kind of wonder how they're going to treat him this all season going into next season. Will they have him repeat uh, Augusta? And if he just takes off offensively pretty quickly, that, that might give him a quick bump up to Rome, or will they challenge him and just go ahead and send him up to Rome based off of the defense and hoping that the bat can catch up with him? Yeah, that's a good question because uh, Diego Benitez is right there as well, right? And he'll need a, a spot to, you know, a spot to play in, and he's probably earned a promotion from the FCL. So, um, and I, I, I can't imagine that they'll just shove one of them to second base. I think they'd want both of those guys playing shortstop. Yeah, especially this early on in their careers. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on to Rome. As I said, they're still on the outskirts of the playoff picture. Um, They helped their case by winning four of six against Greensboro at home. Uh, They are now 28 and 26 in the second half, uh, seven games back of Hickory. They are going on the road to uh, Winston-Salem for six games before coming back home to wrap up the regular season against Asheville. Uh, As we said before, um, as Matt mentioned before, uh, Drake Baldwin with um, a really, really great week. He was the uh, South Atlantic League Player of the Week as well as the OFR Position Player of the Week. Um, he went nine for 15 with two doubles and three home runs. Uh, so if you do the math on that, that's a 600 batting average and a 1.333 slugging percentage. And that was all in four games. So... Um, Pretty impressive. He's been on fire basically since the start of July, but over the last few weeks, it's it's like he's even kicked it into another gear. Yeah, I, I, for a catcher, I just can't see moving him this late in the season, but I, mm-hmm. I fully expect he's going to be starting for Mississippi uh, opening day next year. And um, uh, Justin Janis also had a pretty good week, five for sixteen, a triple and a stolen base, kind of a. Kind of, he's more of a uh, doubles, get it into the gap and run kind of guy, uh, and good defensive first baseman. We'll see how that profile plays uh, moving on. Uh, Nacho Alvarez had a 
we're kind of weak. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I went to the game Friday and I think I, I messaged to you. I think I saw more at bad at bats by Nacho Alvarez in that game than I'd seen in the entire previous season. Um, he, he looked, looked really uh, confused at the plate right now, but he did have a home run um, this week, but that was only, he only had two week, hits this week. Um, he's the kind of guy that will snap out of that real short. Yeah, sure. I, wonder, I kind of wonder if it's like dog days of August uh, and then the full season crime may just be catching up to him a little bit. Uh, as far as uh, the pitching, Rome had an enviable uh, marketing opportunity here that they took advantage of. They were able to boast three consecutive first round picks at taking uh, the starting nod in a row on Thursday with Kyle Wright, Friday with Owen Murphy, and then Saturday with Hurston Waldrip. And then on top of that, uh, they got the return of Spencer Schwellenbach, uh, who had been on the IL uh, basically since the All-Star break. He was promoted to Rome and then immediately went on the, the injured list. So that was uh, that was pretty fun. Kyle Wright was um, excellent, as you would hope he would be. Uh, three innings. He struck out four, and he only threw 26 pitches doing it. Yeah, that's about as efficient as you can get. It proved he's not he's not going to be slow for any time. <laughs> no, I, I suspect his next his next start will be in Gwinnett or Mississippi. Certainly, right? Oh yeah, uh, Murphy. That's the I did see him on Friday, and uh, he looked really good. Um, it's about six weeks since I saw him last, and what I picked up on over the first star is just, he seems a little bit more poised. Um, they um, got to him a little early with some, some hits. Uh, there was a defensive miscue. It wasn't an error, but uh, you know, it was a play that possibly could have been made. And I think the Augusta version of Owen Murphy, I saw may have had a meltdown. Um, Murphy kept us cool, got a strikeout, allowed one run to come in, but it didn't, it didn't, um, you know, upset the apple cart so much. In the end, he delivered six innings, allowed three runs on eight hits, uh, only walked one though, and struck out four. So, a pretty solid uh, high A debut for Owen Murphy. Yeah, I like and, the way they're treating him. Uh, give him a, he's probably gonna get what about three starts, possibly four at um, Rome, and he'll start off here again next season. And uh, I think that's the right way to go about it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, Hurston Waldrop followed after that, and we talked about him. Ten strikeouts in four and two-thirds innings. Uh, that split-finger change, like those uh, those Greensboro hitters, they <laughs> some of them walked away like they'd seen a UFO. I mean, it was it was pretty pretty fun. I saw a whole lot after the game of uh, uh, fans of opposing teams um, say, how did he get down to the Braves in the draft? And regretting it for years to come. So I like hearing stuff like that. Yes, definitely. And then uh, another guy I wanted to just mention, Shea Shoneman, who is a non-drafted free agent signing. He uh, was uh, Nebraska's closer this year. He was a college senior. And uh, he's kind of quickly gone up from the FCL, um, made a few appearances with Augusta now has made his way up to Rome, pitched two scoreless um, innings this, um, this past week for a save. Um, he is now, he's roughly the, the right age for Rome. Um, but this is a guy that 
you could actually probably see him in Mississippi next year, maybe as early as the beginning of the season. Yeah, I don't doubt that one bit. These uh, college, especially uh, power relief arms, yeah, they they can move very quickly. All right. Uh, as far as the Mississippi Braves go, uh, they, this this past week kind of killed any chance they possibly had at the playoffs as they visited the first place Montgomery Biscuits and they dropped five out of six games and now are ten and a half games back of that same uh, Montgomery squad. Not much going on Mississippi. They're kind of just kind of in between where a lot of their players got promoted and uh, they just haven't gotten any real reinforcements yet. But they got some uh, decent starts this week. Daniel Martinez um, back from Rome, uh, went six innings, gave up two runs. Domingo Robles had another good start as well. Um, Alan Rangel had his third consecutive good start for Mississippi. Uh, it's just really sad. He's got a ERA. He got his ERA under five for the season, but I believe his record is now two and fifteen on the season. Mm. Uh, uh, the guy I really want to keep an eye on, especially in the relief, is Hayden Harris. Uh, he's just been on fire. Uh, all season long, especially since he came to Mississippi. He's got a 2.22 ERA and 43 strikeouts and just over uh, 28 innings of work. So he's averaging almost 14 Ks per nine. So uh, really good uh, going for him. Uh, Offensively, there's a a couple of guys uh, I want to point out here. Jesse Franklin, he's on a a 30-game on-base streak. But it's almost like he's kind of done the bare minimum to get there because his batting average hasn't even really moved during that time. He's still only hitting like two thirty seven for the season. Uh, he's getting it, but through there uh, through a lot of walks and one hit gains. But I mean, it's all still really good results for him. Uh, Landon Stevens had a, a pretty nice week. Went five for thirteen with a double and two home runs, and it was his twentieth home run of the season, which only. Since uh, in the history of Mississippi Braves since 2005, they've only had five players hit the 20 home run mark for a season. Uh, he joined uh, Drew Lugbauer, who recently did it, and there's only been three other players in the history of the M Braves that have done so. So, pretty uh, nice uh, feat for him there, especially in that ballpark. And also, uh, Brandon Parker, nearly um, promoted from Rome, uh, uh, made his debut for Mississippi this week and went three for 13 with a double and four walks. Uh, earlier you mentioned um, players putting on weight during the season. Mississippi had a player that's taken off a lot of weight during the season. I don't know if you've uh, read or heard about this story, but uh, old uh, OFR Farm Report favorite Hendrick Clementina made his return to Mississippi this past week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was out with a hammock bone injury for uh, most of the season, but during that time he dropped a lot of weight and he has uh, gotten back in the swing of things. But uh heard an interview with him on the uh, Mississippi Braves podcast, and he started off this season at 285 pounds and lost 45 pounds over the course of the season. <laughs> so uh, he's nicely spelt uh, 240 now, and uh, he's back at it. Uh, not So hopefully he uh, does well with it. Yeah, hopefully he keeps his power but uh, becomes a little bit more mobile behind the plate. Um, to say he didn't have a lot of mobility back there is to <laughs> say that um, – Mount Everest wasn't looking particularly mobile. Yeah, I think it was more he was hoping balls get caught in his gravitational pull. But uh, <laughs> but, but I digress. No, he's he's going to be a, a all season free agent, so that'll give uh, teams something nice to look at as they and hopefully hopefully he'll come back to the Atlanta Braves organization. But uh, with all the uh, prospects coming up from uh, lower levels, I mean, there's there's might not be a whole lot of room for him going forward. Mm-hmm. 
All right, uh, going on to Gwinnett, um, they're they're well out of the playoff contention as well. They're uh, now fifty seven and sixty seven of the, on the season. Uh, they lost their first four games of the week in, in the um, against the Nashville Sounds, but they did take the final two games, and now we'll travel to Memphis this week. Um, start as far as starting pitching goes, the one guy we want to point out and the way we talked about it at the beginning of the podcast was uh, Darius Vines. He put up a really really good start on Wednesday. Uh, pitched seven innings, only threw ninety pitches. Uh, gave up just two runs, uh, four hits, and didn't walk anybody. Uh, and that's the kind of stuff he's going to have to do at the major league level. If he can keep the walks down, keep the ball in the park, he's going to be very successful at the major league level. Uh, Dylan Dodd had a rare, really good start. He gave up just two runs over six innings. So uh, he's kind of building upon his uh, success over the last couple of starts, and hopefully he'll take that into the offseason carrying into next year. Um, Michael Soroka had an interesting game. He gave up four runs in five innings at work, which doesn't sound great, but all the damage came in the sixth inning. Uh, over the first five innings, he had a hit batsman. That was all he gave up in the first five innings. But then in the sixth inning, he gave up three hits and a walk, and all of them ended up coming around to score. So that made the overall numbers look uh, not very good. But uh, we'll see uh, how long it takes him to get back to Atlanta, which I don't think is going to take an awfully long time. Uh, I imagine we'll see him at some point during uh, September. And then we also have uh, Alan Winans. He had a, a poor start for Atlanta last week, but then uh, he, he was optioned back out again. And he had a solid effort. He gave up just one run over five innings, and he only threw 63 pitches. I imagine they're just kind of uh, keeping his uh, pitch count in check uh, in case he's needed again here in the next, next few couple weeks or so. Had you ever heard what what injury Dylan Dodd had? No, I did not. Yeah, I, did, I never did. I wonder how much of his struggles are – Health related, uh, it could be. Um, yeah, so it may be worth keeping an eye on here over the next few weeks and see how if he continues his run of success. I think that's a, a really good opportunity for him going into next year. Offensively, uh, Forrest Wall um, ended up going back down to Gwinnett, and he had a really good week. Uh, seven for eighteen, had an OPS of over a thousand, had a couple of stolen bases and a home run. Uh, and uh, Yalmir Sanchez. Um, Major League veterans got a gold glove. He went six for 13 for the week with a double home run, stolen bases, six walks, and over a 1,400 OPS. Uh, Nor- normally, that'd be well enough to earn OFR position player of the week, but, uh, you know, Drake Baldwin was you know, <laughs> in, in another universe, but that that's a heck of a week for Yelma Sanchez. Yes, it is. Uh, I also want to point out, uh, Braden Shoemake, uh, not a good week, two for 21, and he's hitting just 224 on the season now with only a 686 OPS. And I really don't know what his the future holds for him going forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's just been a disappointing, disappointing season all around. It, it looked like maybe, and, and we, how many times have we said this? It looks like maybe he's turning a corner and then uh, it just doesn't happen for him. Right. But uh, it seems like, it's, you know, uh, just a few weeks ago, it seemed like Shoemake may be making some noise, but uh, then he just gets back to his uh, normal, you know, four hit week, you know, this week, a two hit week, you know, it's just, uh, just, just, just very frustrating. But yeah, I mean, uh, he's, for, he's, go he's got good, he's got good speed. I mean, he's, he's stolen a lot of base, like his, his stolen base uh, percentage, like is beyond 90%. Like, I mean, he is very good at that. He's got very good defense. He just cannot put it together with the bat for whatever reason. And in past seasons, it's been injuries. I think he's he had a couple minor ones this season, nothing significant. But, uh, and of course, he had the uh, the stint where he went to Atlanta and basically didn't play for a couple of weeks. 
which kind of uh, put him up a little behind the eight ball. And then he had to get back into the group once he got down to Gwinnett. But, I mean, he's been down for quite a while now and it's just not coming together for him. On the flip side, Forrest Wall really doing a nice job auditioning for that uh, Terrence Gore uh, pinch-hitting playoff uh, roster spot. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering what's going on there because, I mean, he was 39 for 39 to start the season on stolen bases, but he's only been at like at a 50% rate since then. So I don't know if maybe he's just got, got a little worn out the, later on the season or if uh, there may be something there. I mean, it may just be a fleet, but I, I think he's still going to possibly get that spot because uh, we're going to have roster expansion here at the end of this week. So who comes up to fill that spot from a position player standpoint? I mean, there's yeah. not a lot of options for, at Gwinnett for position players, I believe it's uh, what Trump, uh, Force Wall, and, and I'm not well. Force Wall hadn't even been down the full 15 days yet, but I'm not sure who you really call up. And of course, whoever they call up is probably not going to get used much anyway. I would guess Trump just just to give him a start, maybe once a, once a week, just to just to save some wear and tear on Murph and uh, and uh, Little D. Yeah, that could, that could very well be an option there because. Uh, yeah, especially if they get to a point where they clinch and they get to start catching maybe even a couple times a week, just kind of help on that wear and tear. But yeah, that on the forty man roster, those are your only options beyond a uh, Braden Shoemake. <laughs> yeah, it's only yeah, three pretty guys. Sure it's, pretty sure it's not going to be Shoemake. Um, yeah, yeah. I think Forrest Wall. Maybe he just got used to that um, big league uh, spread, right? <laughs> that that maybe person got caught up with him. <laughs> yeah, maybe he uh, maybe he put on a few pounds like uh, like uh, uh, Jean Carlos Laura or something. Uh, <laughs> but fifty percent home run. I mean, eventually, you know, he wasn't going to go perfect, right? So this could just be law of averages catching up to him, right? Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to talk about this week, Matt? No, I'm just looking forward to Tuesday and seeing what uh, promotion is going to hit. Like I said, I think I think it's going to be a pretty significant week, especially with uh, only a couple weeks left in the uh, lower levels minor league season. Yep, and I'll be keeping an eye on Rome as they go to Winston Salem uh, as kind of the only game in town, I guess, as far as uh, uh, playoffs go. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, they'll catch fire and, and catch a break somewhere else and uh, and do something. But for now. We'll always have the Florida Complex League Championship. Flags fly forever, baby. That's right. That's it's the Braves' first one. Even even going back to the Gulf Coast League, right? And it's one of those things where some years that they they have a playoffs and some years they don't. Uh, but they've pretty consistently had something uh, for the last fifteen years. Um, the only other time they even made it was twenty sixteen, and. Um, that there was a few players on that team you may have heard of um, Christian Pache, uh, Kyle Muller, Ian Anderson, Bryce Wilson was on that team. That was, that was pretty good talent. Uh, remember Randy Ventura? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the single hitting Randy Ventura. <laughs> yes. Hope everyone has a great week. Have a good one. No. Ni le bien qu'on m'a fait, ni le mal, tout ça m'est bien égal. Non, rien de rien. Non, je 
ne regrette rien C'est payé Allumer le feu, mes chagrins, mes plaisirs, je n'ai plus besoin de balayer les amours avec leur trémolo, balayer pour toujours, je repars à zéro. Ma vie 